kai kai gemaya olodo kai 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 asesu olodo kai 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 gemaya olodo kai 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 asesu olodo Hello and welcome to another episode of Song Mess. I'm Beverly Bryan and Richard Viegas is here with me. And we are listening to Brujas by Princess Nokia. You should really check out the new video because it is crazy beautiful. Also, we're going to listen to the end of this song, but I just want you to know that we have some special guests here tonight as well. So stay tuned. Ghetto bitches, speaking in tongue bitches, full on the floor, that's they don't do it. them ghetto bitches, speaking in tongue bitches, full on the floor, that's they don't do it. them ghetto bitches, speaking in tongue bitches, full on the floor, that's they don't do it. them ghetto bitches, speaking in tongue bitches, full on the floor, that's they don't do Talk shit, we the cast spell, long weeds, long nails, corn rope, pigtails, baby fox still in jail, good witches I fuck with, bad bitches we run shit, four bitches, four corners, north, east, west, south shit, good witches I fuck with, hot door for my broomstick, witchcraft, witchcraft, white magic is nothing, I reach in my altar, I reach in my altar, I reach in my altar, I'm that Maguerica, Bruja, straight out from the Yoruba And my people come from Africa, diaspora, Cuba And you mix that Arabette, that original people I'm that Black Native American, I vanquish your evil I'm that Maguerica, Bruja, straight out from the Yoruba And my ancestors Nigerian, my grandmas was Bruja And I come from an island, and it's for Puerto Rico And it's one of the smallest, but it got the most people
Hey guys, um, this is Richard Villegas. Welcome to another episode of Songmas. Thank you uh, for joining us once again. Uh, again, Beverly Bryan is here. She's still the hottest, the dopest, the coolest, the brilliantest. Um, and we are joined by some incredible guests. Um, because of miking situations, uh, I will be taking a uh, more production-oriented role in this episode. Um, you'll still hear me hooting and hollering in the background, but Beverly is going to drive this car, and our incredible guests are going to be out here slaying the game. Take it away, Bev. Beep, beep. Okay, so I am very excited tonight because we are here with Monica Campana and Josephine Figueroa. Monica is a very good friend of mine from when I used to live in Atlanta and also one of the founders with Josephine of a party there called La Choloteca. And Monica, would you like to tell me a little bit about what La Choloteca is and how it started? Um, sure. Um, thank you for um, having us here. Um, it is amazing to be able to be a part of, uh, you know, any kind of project that I can get myself into with friends. And yeah, so La Choloteca is a project that um, I started with Josephine Figueroa, Kenneth Figueroa, um, Randall Ruiz, and Luis Sandoval about three months ago. Um, this was something that ha we have been wanting to do for a while in Atlanta. It's a... Um, um, it's simply a party with a mission. It's called La Choloteca Ley de Latinx. So it's, an, it's us trying to bring representation um, of our Latinx community to the city of Atlanta, but also promote it in a way that is all inclusive uh, for all of our friends that uh, you know are, do not identify with a gender, gender binary, but also is a way for us to sort of like decolonize ourselves and and feel more proud about where we come from and our Latinidad. So we're trying to create a safer space for people like us that that want to feel that way or that feel that way. Um, maybe, Josie, do you have something else to say about what La Choloteca is? La Choloteca is a party with a mission. I think that for a lot of Atlanta, it was the first time that they are hearing the word Latinx. Um, so... In and of itself, it is like an education platform on Latinx, Latinidad, uh, and safer spaces. Um, I think that our mission is to be inclusive to um, the spectrum of what is Latinidad and not have it be limited to the stereotypical notions of what Lat Latin identity is, um, and I think that's why we like to stress the Latinx part, because it is non-gender binary and inclusive to our LGBTQI communities, um, which in a lot of cases, um, a Latin dance party is not going to be, because culturally, yeah. Latin, people, Latin people aren't accepting of the LGBTQI communities. Um, so I think the party has been like a reprieve in Atlanta and it's been something that people are excited about and it's been a huge success. And 
it's something that we wanted and that we needed and we're really really lucky that we've been able to make it possible. So um, one question I would have about that is how have people been responding to the term Latinx? Like do people are people like asking what that means and like how has that conversation been going down? I think that it's funny because um, or maybe it's not funny but People feel a little bit shy about asking what it means. Like, they'll approach me and they'll say, Hey, so, um, I'm sorry I'm asking this, but what does Latinx mean? Um, and so I have to explain it to them or, um, but a lot of times I think people nowadays especially, they just look it up themselves and they educate themselves and I think that, like, that's a really good thing. Like we're pushing people to educate themselves on the matters and on what does decolonization mean and what does like de-westernizing mean and what is a safe space. Um, and I think it just, I guess it has started with the music and dancing. I do think though that in Atlanta we have been, maybe because we have been seeking this for so long, like, we're not New York, we're not Chicago, right? Um, that people are being, you know, if they want to find out about it, they might be a little shy, but they, they want to find out, and it's been very accepted. Um, when we had Remezcla do an interview uh, for the Choloteca, I was looking at the comments on the Remezcla Facebook and there were so many people being like Latin eggs, what the hell does that mean? That's not even Spanish. And like all of these comments of people that follow Remezcla, which is, you know, uh, a platform for, you know, for people that are looking to kind of stay away from what being Latin American means in this like traditional, in the traditional sense that we only like soap operas and soccer. Uh, but. I mean, people were, like, upset that we were using the word Latinx as if that's not part of the culture and that's not Spanish. But that's exactly what we use it. I mean, we're not Spanish people. We we were colonized by them. And so, I don't know. In Atlanta, has been well-received. I feel like when it comes out of it, of the city of Atlanta, it becomes much more of a conversation. So. I, um, I want to cut to music soon, but I do have one quick question. So, because I've, I've never really traveled around the U.S. very much, and I know Beverly used to live in, in Atlanta, and like she'll tell me stories, but I'm, I'm curious, what does a Latin scene look like in Atlanta? What is Latinidad in Atlanta? Because, you know, I think famously Atlanta is like a black city. It's an African-American city. So what do Latinos look like in Atlanta? Um, well, I think that... Latinos, you know, that's that's a very difficult question because uh, it's asking, you know, someone to speak for, like, an entire population, and there's so many different people in Atlanta. But I think that for, let's say, for, like, the average, like, white person or someone who isn't familiar with a lot of Latin people, they would think that the average Latin person lives on Buford Highway, works at, like, a restaurant, probably a Mexican restaurant, um, and or like something involving food or um, taxi drivers, um, but particularly um, 
centraled in a certain area of town. And so the parties that happen in that town are like packed. Um, and there's a cover. There's always a cover in these areas of town. And the parties have like the same type of music, like salsa, the newer salsa, like just very like popular music that you're going to be able to listen to anywhere. Um, so I think that that's where La Choloteca is different, where we're playing all kinds of music. We do play some of the popular music, but we're not centered around that. Um, and so we we play music that is also like rock in Espanol and like reggaeton, but also like neo-reggaeton and... Um, you know, like cumbia or electrocumbia. Um, so it's it's a completely different atmosphere. And we're trying to show that, like, that different atmosphere is still Latinidad. Like, it doesn't have to be what, um, what like, a lot of our culture has previously been. Yeah. I think, though, that... So just to put things into perspective, Atlanta's a really, really big city. It's extremely sprawl. We happen to live in what will be considered downtown Atlanta. Um, and in this part of town, so midtown, downtown, uh, and the neighborhoods around it. Though, you know, we live there and we are, I mean, we are Latinas. Uh, we don't have a huge group of friends that may understand our music like we have we have more now but like I've been living in Atlanta since 2007 and seriously I had one friend that I could speak Spanish with to be fair Josephine tried to be my friend like before and apparently I was like a bitch about it because I could not understand like my Latinidad fully um and I've been assimilating for, like, ever, like, in a really fucking intense way. Um, but anyway, I've been in Atlanta since 2007 with only one friend that I could speak Spanish with. And geographically speaking, I do think that the largest concentration of immigrants, especially Latin American immigrants, are in areas closer to Beaufort Highway or, you know, the cities right outside of Atlanta, which is not that far away from the actual downtown. I mean, we're talking a 15-minute drive. 20 minute drive but for people in the city feels like super fucking far away um so what we're doing right now in the choloteca is like special because again i've been there for years and that kind of party that kind of environment or that congregation of people could never happen around the corner from my house it had to be those 15 20 minutes away from where we live it seems like the party really uh fulfills a need for people like you were telling me that the response to it was really immediate and intense yeah for sure yeah I think it was also a need for us and that's why we started it it was really it was for us to have a a place and if people came that's great we had no idea so many people were going to come but it was it was very healing to see our friends and our family and like uh, other people of color coming to support our uh, our culture and celebrating our culture with us. And um, I think it was 
one of like the biggest signs of solidarity with the Latinx community that we have been able to see and we want to continue that and um, bring in immigrants' rights issues or other social justice issues to the party so that we are using this party as a platform. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like something that we wanted to do. Like the only time that I could have this moment, right, when I'm like drinking, having fun with my friends and singing along to like a Shakira song would only take place at the end of any party. So we're at a house party. We're saying like after 1.30 to something a.m. when me and my only friend that spoke Spanish uh, in Atlanta, that I I spoke Spanish with in Atlanta, uh, will grab someone's laptop and we're just going through YouTube and finding all all of these old videos and you know, crying and being like, oh my God, like, remember this song? And so, I mean, that that moment where you feel fully confident in your accent, your music, whatever, will only happen, like, you know, with a laptop at the end of a party, house party, with one or two friends. Uh, so we definitely wanted to do this because um, it didn't exist. The other thing is, in my family, I've always been looked as the freak you know i'm the artist i'm the one that you know i am this old and i'm not married i am not looking to just have a family my career path has been so different than the rest of my family i dress so differently i'm 33 years old and apparently i'm still wearing the things that i was wearing when i was 12 years old right um so Exactly, but like, which is cool. I mean, I'm not complaining about that. I mean, the thing is, wanting to go to a, a party that plays the music that I like require me to wear high heels and a very tight dress. And I, I mean, makeup is something that I'm like now playing with because I'm also not even that good at it. So I don't know. Um, I'm just rambling now. So music, I suppose. <laughs> Yeah, so um, we already heard one song that, you know, you said was inspired by Toloteca or We Might Hear There. And um, let's listen to some more. Um, What do we have? So the next song we're going to play is by Carla. Uh, It's called... Lagrima por lagrima, and this is a song that goes out to um, my cousin um, and also one of the other founders of La Choloteca who couldn't be here tonight, uh, Kenneth Figueroa. We love you. This song is for you. And also, after Carla, we're going to hear a song called Elsa by Barreto.
I well, so Kenneth is one of the co-founders of Choloteca, and Kenneth, uh, who's the youngest out of in the group, um, he is obsessed with Carla. I still don't even understand where Carla comes from. Never in my life heard of her. I was born in Peru. I mean, I feel like I, out of everyone, has like a lot of a good understanding of like the oldest, like you know, salsas or whatever. And she's her music is is not new. I mean, he likes cumbia, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Um, but it's like he found it because his mother gave him a a CD that's called Las Reinas de la Cumbia. And so he was like, oh my God, Caroline. So since then he has become obsessed with her. But I feel like we're constantly questioning, is she from Ecuador? Is she from Colombia? Is she from Peru? Um, and so I don't know, have we not done this Wikipedia game right? Because I don't even know if we know where she's from. I guess she's kind of hard to Google. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but we have, I have at least like a lot of really good videos of Kenneth. Um, lip syncing to Carla. So if anybody wanna watch those and put them on. actually had a radio show, a Latin radio show, on this local uh, college radio station called 88.5, and his show was called Fuego, and so he, like, knows so much music, and he played me this song uh, by Barreto called Elsa, and it's kind of like a, a love song, but what really got me was the beat. It's like... 
and it just makes me want to move and it feels a little uplifting. The music is just really good. Like you can't deny it. You can't say that's not a good song because it is. Yeah. Uh, and that's why I picked it because it's damn good. <laughs> Okay, so Monica, you were talking about how La Choloteca plays all sorts of music, and you even made some suggestions here that I thought would be like counterintuitive for like a real intense club night, Latin stuff. Like you went with some Latin rock. Can you tell me a little bit about the songs that we're about to hear and why they make sense in Choloteca? Cool. Yeah. Um, so the songs that we are going to listen to now are Soda Stereo. Um, the Musica Ligera, and Los Prisioneros, Tren al, Tren al Sur. Um, so I'm, I'm from Peru. I grew up with this. I mean, I have always been very much more interested in rock music and rock in Espanol. Um, so the stereo for me is, you know, if you're going to talk about um, the other side of like salsa, whatever, um, Gustavo Cerati is 
the man. His voice is incredible. And all of the albums that Soda Stereo has put out since they started it really shaped. For me, I think that they really shaped what rock in Espanol in, in South America looks like. Um, I don't I don't think that there could be uh, Los Prisioneros without a Soda Stereo and vice versa. Uh, Los Prisioneros, I mean, extremely political, super like new wavy, and they had this like the Clash feel to them. Oh yeah, I never they, that. They all like dress like the Clash, um, but everything that they spoke about, I mean, they're from Chile, so spoke to the things that we were seeing in South America and, and the political environments that um, some countries like Chile were experiencing. So Tren al Sur talks about everyone moving south um, because you cannot stay uh, in in your own home. Um, but aside from Tren al Sur, they speak so much about just how we were being shaped by um, the United States or, you know, this idea of intelligence or beauty or um, progress uh, not coming from us and they were always like sticking to well we we are we are here uh, and I feel like so that did the same thing um, if you like rocking espanol if you grew up in South America or Latin America uh, those are two bands that shaped you those are the those are the bands that made you scream and made you like headbang and you know dress weird and you were the weird kid in your family uh, you were still listening to Spanish music um, it was just not as tropical as the rest.
gracias totales.
talking about cholos on this uh podcast tonight and i'm like okay i'm only familiar with that as like a term applied to um latinos in the united states like specifically mexicans in los angeles what what does it mean outside of that context um so i'm from peru and in peru anyone that it's a mix, right? Um, it's a brown person from the Andes, from La Sierra, will be considered a cholo. Um, so a cholo has even, like, a look, right? So it's the, if you imagine, you know, like, the guy with the alpaca in the mountains and the little that, hat, the little hat mm-hmm. that is a cholo. Uh, my dad, since it's, like, he doesn't call me, like, oh, darling, he calls me Cholita. That's my name because I'm a brown girl um it it is usually used as a way to discriminate um in our countries we are really under the false impression that you know calling someone negro chino cholo isn't all good fun but it's actually just promoting like all of these divisions um it could be used as a you know as, as a term that shows love i think my family uses it that way but um, yeah, it's something that identifies usually a, a person from the Indies. Have people Some, reclaimed that term at all? I feel like that's what we're trying to do with Choloteca. Um, we are proud to be in Cholos. Um, side note, uh, Kenneth Figueroa, Josie, and myself, we are all from Peruvian families. So we are already, we were already calling ourselves uh, ourselves Cholos or Cholas, like, as... Uh, as as a loving way. So, yeah, we're, like, really claiming this as a good thing. Like, Yeah, I think my family definitely, or mine and Kenneth's family, definitely used cholo in a, like, derogatory way growing up. Like, my mother would always call me a chola when I was, like, dressed really, like, casual, like, in sweatpants. She was like, ay, que chola. <laughs> um, but I always kind of thought it was funny, um... And I, I didn't really understand it as derogatory until I went to Peru, and then I was like, okay. And then after studying colonization, um, really having a better understanding of, you know, language, um, and I think that it now we we say it, we call each other cholos lovingly, but it's also like funny. Like yes, we're like cholo means like. You're a badass, but cholo also means like 
you're ridiculous. <laughs> and yeah. cholo also means you're a slob or you're like absurd or cheap or whatever. We just use it kind of as everything. And I like that. But I think we say it with pride, though. Like, yeah, but we do say it with pride. It's when I when I call Josie a chola because she's like hustling her way into trying to get something much cheaper than what it is, you know, I feel like, girl, like do it. <laughs> Let's try to get this shit cheaper. Yeah. Uh, she's a million times better at doing that than me. But like, or like, I don't, I don't know. Like, not taking advantage, but like, just why can we not do that? I feel like we have been oppressed for so long. Like, a cholo is, like, the most oppressed person in Peru. He's, like, the bottom of the bottom of the bottom. And so, you know what? Fuck that shit. We're cholas, and so fuck you, too. <laughs> and I think that's why I brought the song uh, Cholo Soy, because it reminds me of the struggle of, like, our ancestors and of my family and... The strength that comes with it and also like a big fuck you to white people from Spain who came and colonized us. Yo lo soy y no me compadezcas que esas son monedas que no valen nada y quedan los blancos como quien da plata. Nosotros los cholos no pedimos nada, pues faltando todo, todo nos alcanza. Déjame en la puna vivir a mis anchas, trepar por los cerros detrás de mis cámaras, arando la tierra, tejiendo unos ponchos, pastando mis llamas, y echar a los vientos la voz de mi queda. Dices que soy triste, ¿qué quieres que haga? No dicen ustedes que el cholo es sin alma y que es como piedra sin voz, sin palabras Y llora por dentro sin mostrar las lágrimas ¿Acaso no fueron los blancos venidos de España que nos dieron muerte? Por oro y por plata No hubo un tal pizarro Que mató a Tahualpa Tras muchas promesas Bonitas y falsas Entonces, ¿qué quieres? ¿Qué quieres que haga? Que me ponga alegre como día de fiesta Mientras mis hermanos doblan las espaldas Por cuatro centavos que el patrón les paga ¿Quieres que me ría? Mientras mis hermanos son bestias de carga Llevando riquezas que otros se guardan ¿Quieres que la risa me ensanche la cara? Mientras mis hermanos viven en las montañas Como topos, escarba y escarba Mientras enriquecen los que no trabajan ¿Quieres que me alegre? Mientras mis hermanas van a casas de ricos Lo mismo que esclavas Yo lo soy y no me compadezcas Déjame en la puna vivir a mis anchas, trepar por los cerros detrás de mis cabras, arando la tierra, tejiendo unos ponchos, pastando mis llamas, y echar a los vientos la voz de mi quena. Déjame tranquilo, que aquí la montaña me ofrece sus piedras, acá 
más o más blandas que esas condolencias que tú me regalas. Yo lo soy y no me compadezca. Yo solo quiero mirar los campos, yo solo quiero cantar mi canto, pero no quiero cantar solito, yo quiero un coro de pajaritos, quiero llevar este canto amigo a quien lo pudiera necesitar. Yo quiero tener un millón de amigos y así más fuerte poder cantar. Yo quiero tener un millón de amigos y así más fuerte poder cantar. Solo quiero un viento fuerte, llevar mi barco con rumbo norte Y en el trayecto voy a pescar para dividir luego al arribar Quiero llevar este canto amigo a quien lo pudiera necesitar Yo quiero tener un millón de amigos y así más fuerte poder cantar Yo quiero tener un millón de amigos y así más fuerte poder cantar Okay, so Josie, this, so we just listened to Roberto Carlos and this is like the most uncholoteca song I can imagine. Please explain I'm living my dreams because this is like one of my abuelita's favorite songs. Um, why why did we just play that? Um, okay, so this song was the first song that I learned the lyrics to. Yes! And for me, it was, I feel like it was a song that was given to me by my mother. Um, so I feel like it was like, it's a big part of my Latinidad. And it's also... Um, It talks about, um, yo solo quiero cantar mi canto, pero no quiero cantar solito. And like, for me, that's like how I felt in Atlanta for a long time. It's like, I want to, you know, like sing this song, which like metaphorically would be like, I want to express this part of my culture, but I don't want to do it alone. And I also can't do it alone. And I need like a group of a million friends to do it with me. And I think that that's what we're creating now. And um, that song is just really, really, really special to me. And it's almost like kind of cheesy um, and silly, but it I will definitely play that song for my kids. Venga conmigo a ver los campos 
Cante conmigo también mi canto, pero no quiero cantar solito, yo quiero un coro de pajaritos, quiero llevar este canto amigo a quien lo pudiera necesitar. Yo quiero tener un millón de amigos y así más fuerte poder cantar. Yo quiero tener un millón de amigos y así más fuerte poder cantar. Yo quiero tener un millón de amigos y así más fuerte poder cantar. Yo quiero tener un millón de amigos y así más fuerte poder cantar. Yo quiero So before we go on, um, I want to hear about like what the first Choloteca was like, and then you know sort of maybe how it grew. Like, what what was the actual story? Okay, let me tell you. We'll start from the beginning. Earlier this year, I wanted uh, to start an artist collective for Latin American artists in the South, and actually, I've been wanting to do it forever. And then um, I met. Uh, my friend Stephanie Alvarado, who was actually born in the Bronx, but she was studying at Emory, which is in Atlanta. And I met her, and she was like, yo, that's dope, let's do it. And I was like, uh, okay. And I, then I got really shy about it, and um, we were making it happen. Um, that's when I was like first starting to approach Monica, and we were becoming friends. And then I got a residency with this arts organization called Murmur, and... I I decided that, you know, I wanted the art collective, which I called Somo Sur, um, based off of the Ana Tiju song. Um, so what I did, the first event was a 40th anniversary party for Selena. So we had a dance party for her birthday, kind of like celebrating her. And we got this like life-size cutout and we... Played Selena for hours, which was amazing. And then it just became like an all Latin dance party towards the end. And it was just so much fun. And like we've, Atlanta has never seen that many like Latinx people in like a DIY space before. It was awesome. It was amazing. Uh, Important side note, did you get the Selena Mac collection? It sold out everywhere. Yeah. We tried. We tried. We tried. Not gonna lie, we tried last week. <laughs> yeah. uh, so after that, um, the artist collective did an art show, um, and then Monica, myself, and my primo Kenneth, we wanted to do something else. Um, so or like another dance thing because it was fun and we needed mm-hmm. to let loose. Um, so we did it at my house, and it was Monica's idea to, like, actually make it a thing. Like, let's call it something. What should we call this party? And I was like, really? It's going to have a name at my house? Okay. So I think she came up with the idea for Choloteca, and then Kenneth came up with Lay the Latinx. Um, and we basically invited, like, all the Latinx people we knew and or were acquainted with. Well, but also by the time that we make it into... So after the first house party, which was amazing, and it was so great that we woke up the next... First of all, we went to sleep around 5 p.m. 5 5 a.m. We went to sleep at 5 a.m. And we woke up with no hangover because we sweated the fuck out of all of the alcohol that we consumed that night. So we're like, 
hey, this is fun. This is awesome. And also healthy. It was a miracle. It was a sign. Yeah. We knew. We knew we have to do this. We're like, let's do it again. But also at that party, we... um, Kenneth, Kenneth had already asked Randall Ruiz to come to the party and see it because he heard him DJ at another uh, bar. And Randall, I mean, plays um, Latin music. So Randall goes to the party. We all get drunk as shit till whatever time. Um, and it was seriously like immediately the next day we're texting each other. We are doing this. I have been organizing events for a very long time and so my initial instinct is meeting at this time <laughs> we're all coming here come prepare come with ideas bring your laptop and so it, it started I mean seriously like within the week we were already sitting down to wow. figuring out um domain names email addresses name yeah. like we're gonna make this into a thing and so then we started to plan for the sec for the first party um and we wanted to like with all of the work that Josie was doing, promoting Latin American artists to bring some artists to help us be a part of it with video installations um, or art installations. And so I approached Luis Sandoval, who is the uh, PBR promoter in Atlanta. And I sat down with the beer, the PBR, Paz Blue Ribbon Beer. Rad dude, eligible bachelor. He's, he's an amazing guy. He's been a party promoter forever, and now he's working for PBR. And so I asked him to meet, and I was like, you are Latin American. You like this music. You know we need this space. I need you to help us. And he's like, down. Let me see what I can do. And, like, PBR usually doesn't do sponsorships, and, like, they like the idea so much that we actually had – I mean, they do a ton of sponsorships, like, with product. But we actually had – a a cash sponsorship, yeah, which allowed us, yeah, seed money, which allowed us to start paying everyone that collaborated with La Choloteca. So on another note, we are actually trying to promote the people that we work with. And though we're not giving and handing out massive amounts of money to people, we are definitely paying as fair as we can for their time, uh, for our DJs, designers, uh, animators, uh, artists. So... And so the first party happens, and I'm going to let Josie explain what the first one looked like. So our first party was at Star Bar, and we were really, really nervous. And we had Joy Molina do video art for it, and we had um, Rebecca Escalonas do this uh, altar, this Latinx altar. And that night we only had because star bars two floors and that night we only had the top floor and we were just like oh we only have the top floor but we thought it was good because it's like well we don't know how many people are going to show up it's cool um and uh, you know at the it started at 10 i got there at 10 20 and people were already there i was like late huh. to it yeah she's always like <laughs> Who's going to put it there? <laughs> she yeah. got there at 11 something. No, I didn't. I got there at like 10, 20, which is still late. <laughs> but, um, you know, to be fair, we were setting up prior to that. Um, anyway, so it was great. All of our friends were there. Uh, 
all these like new Latinx people that we'd never met were there. A lot of like, you know, our um, black and brown friends were there. Even our white friends were there. And they were so pumped. And the music was on point. Who did we have DJing? We had Randall, DJ Florista. We have DJ Anonima. And we had DJ Santiago Paramo. And they all have pretty different styles. And it was so much fun. Um, we wanted to cry. Like, we, we were crying. Were, we were crying. We were crying the whole night because we are like, <laughs> where the fuck did all of these people come from? Like, all of these fucking brown people came here. It was incredible. We danced so, so much. It was like a, a huge success. I mean, the second that that was over, I just knew, like, we did something this is like visionary. This is filling a this is filling a hole in the city. People want this thing. Like we cannot stop. This mm-hmm. is going to be I saw it. This is gonna be a ton of work. There's gonna be a ton of fucking like putting together things and like sticking to the mission, but we have to do this. Um I do have to say that the only shitty thing that happened that night is that the Selena cutout was stolen. So whoever has it, I have to say, don't be that cholo. Return that shit. We want our Selena cut out. Don't be that cholo. Don't be that cholo. Give us. We are offering a reward. We're offering a reward for Selena. I think we said one tamal and one PBR reward. Yep. I'm just like imagining who the hell walked out of that party with the giant Selena. It's like. That would have been me. Like, I'm pretty sure they took her in the Uber. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Oh, my God. (laughs) Anything for Selena's. Seriously. And it happened. That's the reward. We were actually kind of pissed. Before we move on to music, I do have one question. So, right. So, you guys were talking about how, like, you know, you were so shocked or, like, so pleasantly surprised Mm -hmm. that there were so many like-minded people that were, like, also hungering for something like this there uh, a running joke uh on our pot on our show is you know like people will usually ask us so what's the scene like in new york and we're always like there is no scene um you know i and i'm getting a sense of that from you guys as well um but my question is are there any latinx artists or bands or just you know individuals or other parties like choloteca that people should be aware of i mean like Atlanta's a big city. I would like to go visit someday. Where should I be? Who should I look out for? That is a hard question. The parties in Atlanta, you know, there was this really dope band that we saw at the Latin American Association Gala. Oh, yeah. And it it was a big band. And I forgot. We didn't, I don't remember their name, but I want to look them up. But they're not really like, a new band. They play like pretty like classical Latinx stuff. Or, are they like, from salsa. Are they from Atlanta? I'm pretty sure they're from Atlanta. They have to be. Um, but I mean, I'll, there are no no one is really making Latinx music or like music um, in Espanol. There are plenty of Latinx musicians who w- that play in like American bands, and there is like a a huge like punk scene. For sure. Um, Can you elaborate on the punk scene? I'm very curious. Sure. Uh, the punk scene is like, it's just super DIY, but it is it is kind of racist and sexist. And, um, but there are 
tons of spaces, like even like Mammal Gallery, Wonderoo, uh, and spaces come up all the time. There used to be more house shows down there than there are now, or maybe I'm just getting old and not going to the house shows anymore, but um, it's, you know, just like smelly, grungy kids who want like an affordable space to listen to their friends, their friends play music. Um, there is not that for Latinx people yeah. Um, yet. Yeah, I do think that there is... So the, the arts and the music in Atlanta... Um, so we, we are Black Mecca. Uh, people are still questioning if it is or not, and I, I do truly think that it is. Um, we have a great culture with music and hip-hop. Um, and we have... I feel like Atlanta, since I've been there, it all it's the city that's almost there, right? We have amazing artists. We have amazing... DIY um, artist spaces, a lot of different art groups. Um, but Atlanta is a city that in the past two years we have seen a ton of art galleries closed. It seems to be the same arts nonprofits like doing things. And definitely there's not a space for Latin ex people. So there are Latin American artists. We know some of them. We're trying to get to know more of them. Uh, there are some musicians. Most of them, again, do play or are part of the the groups or the areas like Beaufort Highway or Norcross or Duluth outside of the city of Atlanta. Um, so we're trying to bring that into the city because it doesn't necessarily exist. Uh, I'm not saying that we, are, we don't exist. It's just the actual scene doesn't exist. Um, but that is like a problem with Atlanta, I think. And I think that's because we're so sprawl that we're almost there and we have an identity crisis. Atlanta is very black. Atlanta is very gay. Atlanta is very queer. It's very much so. There's a ton of women that live in the city. And there's, there's so t- many amazing women in there's, the city. And there's so many amazing women. I mean, the, seriously, like the ratio, I'm going to, I'm going to mess this one up, but it's like eight women to one men type yeah. deal. And there's a ton of immigrants. It's just like, and somehow the arts are still very white. Everything yeah. is still very white and male dominated. Mm. Like, it's insane. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. That doesn't sound familiar <laughs> at all. Like, that's, everything that's is thing. like... <laughs> that's so weird. Because no, I know, no right? in the world is like that at all. Dude, but we're talking, uh, we're talking no, about but, Atlanta, which is like, like, if you go there, it is a black city. And yeah. that black city is so white run. It's except for like you go into city hall and we do have a ton of like council members and politicians that are black, which is awesome. But anything else like creative, aside from like the hip hop like scene, it's fucking white. The money's white. The mm-hmm. money's <laughs> money's no, always white, I suppose. It oh. is um, you know, as our friend Sarah once said, it's one of the few cities in the United States that black people have some kind of sense of ownership over. And yet, you know, I'll meet racist white people who will be like, yeah, black people run everything in Atlanta. And I'm like, what the hell are you fucking talking about? Nowhere in the world is like that. So it's like... And I, I do want to make a disclaimer that, that I'm not saying that, you know, these groups don't exist. Um, Atlanta's an extremely rich, rich city um, that I think does not get the recognition that it that it should get from its own base, from its own government, um, or from the money people, because y'all, 
mostly black, mostly gay, <laughs> tons of immigrants too. And like, it's just, that's kind of how the world goes, I suppose. And sorry, but that's another um, thing that like we should make really clear for like someone who might not know about Atlanta, but like there is a very large Latinx community in Atlanta yeah. and it's one of the fastest growing in the United States. So absolutely you know, the South is the fastest growing in the United States. I think that Atlanta was probably like, I think it had like a 50% growth in uh, Latin American people. And most of those people are actually United States citizens. So it, the population is growing and it's not from people migrating here. It's from people being born here. Um, and I think that with the work that we're doing, I truly, truly believe that within the next year, Atlanta will have a huge um, Latinx presence, yeah, cool. especially within the art world. Yeah. All right. So let's listen to some, some more songs because that's definitely like the driving part of La Choloteca. That's the engine of the movement. So, uh, Monica, what do we have next? Yes. Yeah, so the next song is by El Remolón and it's called El Vestido. Um, and the vocalist on that track is Lida Pimienta, and she is singing about taking off her dress and having someone take it off for her, and it's so sexy, and I love it, and that's the kind of, like, vibe that I like to feel on the Choloteca dance floor. Um, and the next song that we have is Bombesterio Soy Yo, which I think that if you... If you have listened to it, and if you are Latin American, or if your parents are, and you are trying to understand who you are, this is the song. Um, I I love it, and I'm also it sometimes makes me angry that this, this did not exist when I was younger. Right. I just want to. I mean, the music video has gotten a lot of hype, um, understandably, and totally like deserves it, but. I feel like I just want to kind of erase my childhood yeah. and pretend that, like, that experience was my childhood and that I am that badass little girl now yeah. um, as an adult. It's such an empowering song, especially for Latinas, um, because, because, you know, even if in our culture we are so expected to be the... You know, the women running the house and the people, you know, the ones cooking and the ones like driving the family and being so nurturing or looking a certain way. And then this song comes out and it's practically saying, no, yeah. <laughs> we can be whoever we want to be. And we we can be weird. We can. It doesn't matter if we're going to be criticized. Like, we don't care. Um, it's also like. Seriously, the song I wish I would have had after every breakup to be like, oh man, like no, it's not it, it's it's it wasn't me, you know, like it was really him. <laughs> I, yeah, I love it. I'm so happy that the video um came out to be the way that it is. Um, that little girl in the video is just incredible. Um, and I and I'm also really glad that she has now this fame and she's experiencing this because she's going to grow up to be just a powerhouse. Quiero que me 
lo viví y aprendí Cuando te pegas fuerte más profundo es el beat, sí. Sigo bailando y escribiendo mis letras Sigo cantando con las puertas abiertas Atravesando por todas estas tierras Y no hay que viajar tanto para encontrar la respuesta hey. Hey. No te preocupes si no te aprueban Cuando te critiquen tú solo di Soy yo to address the elephant and the giant cheeto crusted turd in the room um and that would be a mr donald trump um who triggers my gag reflex to say it but he is the president-elect of the united states of america um and that is a thing and so we're all going through it we're all gagging Um, the moment my lips touched this can of Modelo, my week immediately got a little bit better, uh, just because it's kind of the only way that I can handle it. This week sucks all of the ass. Um, we are terrified, every single one of us in this room, every single one of us in the country, because even Donald Trump's staunchest supporters don't know what the hell is about to happen. And, you know, this shit just went down, um... You know, I'm afraid uh, as a brown person. I'm afraid as a queer person. I'm afraid not so much as an immigrant, but as someone who has lived out of the country most of my life. So I don't have your traditional gringo, American, red, white, and blue values. Like, I, you know, a lot of people do recognize immediately that I did not grow up in this country. So there's a lot of, I have a lot of things that go against me um, and, you know, can be read from me. And so 
I, I am very vocal about the way that I dress. Um, I often get catcalled and harassed on the street. I'm very open about my gender fluidity and my sexuality um, and what that means to my identity. And, you know, this is a candidate that ran on hate, that is directly opposed to who I am, that is directly looking to harm my me and people like me. And so this is something that is very scary. Um, you know, we can talk about economics and, you know, all the problems with Hillary Clinton's campaign or, you know, the ways that Obama's government has not necessarily benefited certain parts of the country. But ultimately, all I hear is, well, there was some money involved, but I voted against your basic human rights. So sorry, I can spare you for some tax breaks. Um, and I'm just not down with that. And so we're protesting all over the country. You know, La Raza is organizing like crazy. Queers are out here speaking some truth. Um, actually, a friend who is a journalist from Chile reached out to me. And so I actually had a feature that aired this evening uh, on Chilean News, basically speaking a little bit as to what we're going through right here in the U.S. Um, and so what we're going to do uh, now is we're each going to play a song, um, basically that sort of reflects a little bit about how we're feeling, maybe how we're coping or, you know, what we're most concerned about right now. And, I mean, there really isn't a wrong cause to, uh, you know, a attach yourself to, be it xenophobia, misogyny, um, you know, even, like, freedom of religion at this point is under, under threat or freedom of the press. Um, so I want to play uh, Manifiesto by Alex Anvanter. I have played this song once before, it's no secret that he's like one of my faves, one of my bays. Um, but Manifiesto is one of the first songs in any sort of Latin music that I've heard that addresses trans rights, that so profoundly and directly addresses queer issues, um, and just beautifully articulates it while really stripping the music down to the emotion. So again, this is uh, Manifiesto by Alex Ambanter. Me acosté a caminar durmiendo Dios déjame salir del centro Navegué y me ahogué en la inmensidad De los bichos raros niños sueltos Que piden por salir del suelo Ver amor, revolución, mujeres en verdad Hoy soy mujer Hoy soy mujer El maricón del pueblo Aunque me prendan fuego Brillaré como estrellas brillan No importa cuando mi familia sea noche, sea calle, sea de verdad Y no me importa de a dónde vengas Solo importa de qué lado estás sin iglesias ni edificios tú y tu soledad Hoy soy mujer Hoy soy mujer 
maricón del pueblo Aunque me prendan fuego Mis sentimientos Junto a lo más urgente Que no creo en Dios ni nada de esto Yo quiero ser un manifiesto Hecho cuerpo, si sí, un cuerpo que va a disparar Y entiendo toda tu violencia Que niño mío no es ciencia Que lo justo no es normal Defiéndete nomás Hoy soy mujer This week has been really hard. Um, I'm still trying to process everything, um, but I feel that what's, what I'm feeling right now is sort of like the same pain that I felt when I went through a breakup or I, you know, lost someone that I really loved and I'm just like walking out of a funeral. Um, I have never felt so much in fear like I did the morning after um, this country elected a man that is promoting nothing but hate. Um, I often have a lot of dreams and a lot of those dreams are nightmares. And I um, felt like I was walking out of a nightmare, like fucking someone is chasing me and I'm about to like fucking get killed, um, seriously, the worst anxiety, the worst fear for me and for my family and for people that look like me, um, and it's not, it's not this man that I'm afraid of, it's the hatred that he's promoting across this country, um, the fact that now I could be hurt in any sort of way just because I look this way, or because I have an accent, or because, you know, any of my friends that are not just like, and any of my queer, gay, trans friends, like, it's fucked up. It's a fear I didn't think could really exist in this kind of level, where, where it's not like extremely personal, right? Like, it's not my boyfriend that I just broke up with, and this piece of shit is an asshole that's like trying to hurt me. This is like our president <laughs> and he's promoting this kind of like hatred, to, you know, with this people that I don't, I don't even know. Um, I cried so much 
uh, the day of elections, uh, election night, um, I punched many things. And I'm just very glad that I didn't hurt myself doing that. Um, so now that I'm still processing everything, I'm really trying to take care of myself first and foremost so I can take care of others. Um, Latino America, a song by Calle 13 is the one that um, comes to mind and I, I want to play. Um, just for us to remember that we are... We are very strong. Um, and there's parts in this song that that say that, you know, mi piel es de cuero, por eso aguanta cualquier clima. Um, our skin or my skin is made out of leather and it, and it supports um, any sort of um, climate. Um, there's also another piece in here that says that soy América Latina, un pueblo sin piernas, pero que camina. I'm, I'm Latin America, a, a, a town without legs, but that still keeps walking. And so I think of my grandmother uh, being the one ruling the uh, house I grew up in, fixing everything. And this woman, like, if the door was broken, she will fix it. If the light was broken, she will fix it. And she is shorter than me, and I'm five foot, five feet tall. So if she can do it, I can do it too. And being so resourceful and never, like especially as, as females, like, just, like, keep going. So it is hard. It sucks. I'm fucking scared. Um, but our culture, our, our brown, our past comes from fucking even worse than this, and we can figure it out. Um, it's going to take more than this racist um, people, um, for us to just be like defeated. Um, it is though everyone should take their time to like process and be good to themselves. Um, we're going to be here. We're going to stay here and we're going to fight it. Um, and so, yeah, this song, listen to it, listen to every word that it says because, and sing it loud and sing it loud. Seriously. Like, Sing it fucking loud. Like, the end of the song, it's, he says, Vamos caminando, aquí se respira lucha. And y'all, you know that you grew up fucking feeling that way. <laughs> Wherever the fuck you're from, you have been fighting your whole life. Don't let this man not let you fight. So, fuck him. Play that song. <laughs> Buenos días a todos los amables oyentes en esta mañana de su radio Intiraipi. Allí ya chocale ya chocale ya chocale ya casi quichis. Que hay cosas con la tapica, ya tata, 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 ya y las patas vemos o taquita pomanchis, ya tata, ya tata, ya tata, ya tata, ya tata, ya tata, Soy, soy lo que dejaron, soy toda la sobra de lo que se robaron Un pueblo escondido en la cima, mi piel es de cuero, por eso aguanta cualquier clima Soy una fábrica de humo, mano de obra campesina para tu consumo Frente de frío en el medio del verano, el amor en los tiempos del cólera, mi hermano El sol que nace y el día que muere, con los mejores atardeceres Soy el desarrollo 
vivirlo en carne viva Un discurso político sin saliva Las caras más bonitas que he conocido Soy la fotografía de un desaparecido La sangre dentro de tus venas Soy un pedazo de tierra Que vale la pena una canasta con frijoles Soy Maradona contra Inglaterra Anotándote dos goles Soy lo que sostiene mi bandera La espina dorsal del planeta En mi cordillera Soy lo que me enseñó mi padre El que no quiere a su patria No quiere a su madre soy América Latina, un pueblo sin pierna pero que camina, oye Tú no puedes comprar el viento, tú no puedes comprar el sol Tú no puedes comprar la lluvia, tú no puedes comprar el calor Tú no puedes comprar las nubes, tú no puedes comprar los colores Tú no puedes comprar mi alegría, tú no puedes comprar mi Pa' cuando me sonrío, la nieve que maquilla mis montañas Tengo el sol que me seca y la lluvia que me baña Un desierto embriagado con peyote Un trago de pulque para cantar con los coyotes Todo lo que necesito Tengo a mis pulmones respirando azul clarito La altura que sofoca Soy las muelas de mi boca mascando coca El otoño con sus hojas desmayadas Los versos escritos bajo la noche estrellada una viña repleta de uva, un cañaveral bajo el sol en Cuba. Soy el mar Caribe que vigila las casitas haciendo rituales y agua bendita el viento que peina mi cabello. Soy todos los santos que cuelgan de mi cuello. El jugo de mi lucha no es artificial porque el abono de mi tierra es natural. Tú no puedes comprar el viento. I definitely remember when that song first came out. Um, and feeling so intense about it like feeling so much when I heard that song and for me what resonated was um like the part where he says like la tierra no se vende like these things the earth is not sold you cannot buy my happiness or my tears or my sadness and I remember specifically There was a party at my house, and I just wasn't feeling it. And so I locked myself in my room, and one of my friends came in, and I just, like, blasted this song and just sang along with it and just cried. And he was, like, an American white dude. Uh, and he let me have that moment, and he, like, hugged me. And that was really, like, the first time that I had shared my Latinidad with someone who wasn't Latinx and it was a very special moment and I think that you know I'll always remember that and I love Caetrese Lo mío es tuyo Este pueblo no se ahoga con marullo y si se derrumba yo lo reconstruyo Tampoco pestañeo cuando te miro para que te recuerde de mi apellido La operación Cóndor invadiendo mi nido Perdono pero nunca olvido Oye Vamos caminando Aquí se respira lucha
You know, I I think I was like really, really, really shocked and in disbelief uh, with this election the whole time, the entire time. It was a fucking joke. And then it wasn't. And that it got real, real quick. And that's the punchline. Yeah, like I still can't believe it. And I refuse to acknowledge that he is the president. Everyone keeps saying Donald Trump is the president of the United States now. He's not the fucking president yet. There's 70 days. And I don't want him to be. And in my head, in my fantasy world, he will not be the president. He's going to die or reject it or something. Um, (laughs) And, you know, it's hard. It's hard to accept this. It's hard to accept that so many people voted for him. Um, You know, like some people might say that's naive. Of course the U.S. is racist, blah, 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 whatever. Um, But I think that what I have seen also is unity. It's like people consoling other people. Like, And I feel like really lucky that at least I'm creating a world and a community where like my friends want to create safe spaces for grieving and want to help each other and want to fight back with this. Um, So for me, a song that like I really need and that I have looked to when I have felt alone um, is this song by Pedro Suarez Vertiz and it's called Cuando Piensas en Volver. And the song is kind of talking about like, for me, it speaks to migration and people that come to the states and when they go back to their countries and so he's singing about when you come back we're gonna be here and it will be like you have never left and we will love you and we will hug you and cherish you and um it will feel like your country has not failed you um so I just I feel like it's a very uniting song and it reminds me so much um, about Latinidad and this unity that we are privileged to have in the United States where we are united just by being Latinx. So many countries um, south of America are united because of our language and because of our history And that is so special, and we are so strong, and we're gonna we're gonna have each other, and that's like Trump is not gonna stop any of us, and we're still gonna celebrate who we are.
I'm just really glad that Monica is here this week because otherwise I'd just be in my own head freaking out. Um, hire me. No. Uh, no, so it's like, um, I'm, I'm just really glad she's been here because we were together when at the Remes Club party for the election where we were expecting to bust up a bunch of Trump pinatas and it was going to be great and we'd never think about his dumb orange face again. And that's not what happened. Um, and, you know, I, I don't even know what I've been doing this week. I've not been incredibly productive, but I think I've been gathering my strength for what I know could be a long haul, even though I am kind of holding out for that cargo cult idea that the Electoral College will save us. That's what it was there for. But like, when does anything in America do what it's supposed to do? Right before all this happened, um, I got to go to a festival called Nosotros Fest, organized by Hooray for the Riff Raff's front woman, Alinda Lee Segarra. And I liked Hooray for the Riff Raff's music, before, but I didn't listen to it a ton. And just, I don't know, seeing her live is like nothing you've ever experienced and nothing you've read about her and nothing you can imagine unless you've been there. She's really incredible. It's like if Loretta Lynn and Johnny Cash were also Buffy St. Marie and Joe Strummer. I don't know. It's, it's a lot. She's amazing. And her set was incredibly moving. And if there's one song that in a strange way has been helping me deal with this, it is The Body Electric, which she performed that night, which is, it's off of her most recent album, Small Town Heroes. And it's a song about violence against women, and it's kind of um, a testament to what an incredible artist she is. It's almost like a murder ballad turned inside out, and really, in that way, examines violence and cycles of violence. And it's a powerful protest song, especially at this moment, because honestly, Donald Trump's speech is violence, and people don't realize that. And it's already engendered violence. People are already dying because he's made this seem normal and permissible to be hateful. And I wanted to stop, and I don't think it's going to stop. So that's, that's why I want to play this song. Said you're gonna shoot me down Put my body in the river Shoot me down Put my body in the river While the whole world sings Sing it like a song The whole world sings Like there's nothing going wrong He shot her down He put her body in the river He covered her up but I went to get her and I said, my girl, what happened to you now? I said, my girl, we gotta stop it somehow. Ooh, 
let's all go home Matt, he's gonna shoot me down Put my body in the river Cover me up with the leaves of September Like an old sad song You heard it all before Well, Delia's gone But I'm settling the score Intense episode, but it's been an intense year. I'd really fuck like to... 2016. Seriously, fuck this year. Um, no, it's not. Okay. <laughs> um, so I'd really like to thank our guests for coming on here. You guys have been incredible and smart, and I can't wait to get down to Atlanta and go to a La Choloteca Ley de Latinx for myself. Um... And yeah, to all of our listeners, we care about you. We're thinking about you, all five of you. <laughs> Write us. Tell us how you're feeling. Um, tell us to tell Trump to fuck himself. We'll be. We're happy to do it. All right. Yeah. Write your local politicians. Write everybody. Write all of the electoral college guys because and ladies because like Those seriously. This is in their hands. They can save us. The electoral frat guys? Yeah. Um, um, also, Donald Trump, there's still time to back down. You can just call it all off. We know you don't like this any more than we do. <laughs> just say you're sorry. We will forgive you if you say you're done. So, Monica and Josie, um, you know, La Choloteca, when and where can our listeners go and turn up? So, the next Choloteca is going to take place at Astoria Bar in Atlanta on November 25th. So, this is our after Thanksgiving party. None of us really celebrates that shit anyway. So, just come out. Uh, we're taking a break in December, but then we're coming back again uh, to Star Bar, which was our original um, residency <laughs> collaboration. Uh, we're going to be there for the rest of the year every third Thursday. So La Choloteca is going to be a monthly thing, guaranteed. Um, and yeah, we hope to see you all there. Um in December, we're taking a break, but my, my birthday is happening, so we're going to have an off, like, party thing, so send me presents. If you send me a present, let me tell you where the party's at, so. It's going to be at Josie's house. <laughs> the party will not be at my house, I want to say for the record. Uh, but La Choloteca, November 25th at 97 Astoria, a, a very loved neighborhood bar, um, 
come dance and mourn and be proud of who you are. Also, get the sweet potato fries at Astoria because they are proper. Um, <laughs> no, also, like us on Facebook. That's us at Song Mess. Like us on Instagram. Follow us everywhere. Twitter. And also, follow us on iTunes. Same thing for Choloteca. La Choloteca on Instagram and on Facebook. At La Choloteca. Hashtag La Choloteca. Hashtag Cholos. <laughs> Hashtag perreo. <laughs> well, and to wrap up this episode of Song Mess, this would not be an episode of Song Mess uh, if someone very relevant had not died. Uh, in this episode, we are uh, paying one final tribute to Leonard Cohen, who is the songwriter's songwriter, uh, dark, beautiful, uh, fucked up, you know, crazy life. Um, and this song is called Treaty. This is off his last, uh, most recent album that just came out in October uh, called You Want It Darker. Um, and again, the song is called Treaty. Um, it's basically sort of like reaching out to someone that could have been a lover, someone that could have been a friend, um, and sort of trying to find that middle ground and how to, you know, how do we build a bridge from you to me? Um, and I think that is very appropriate uh, if you think about the major political and social gap uh, that we're seeing in this country right now. Um, so again, stay woke, stay safe, tell your stories, communicate, watch out for each other. Do not stay silent. Uh, this has been Song Mess. My name is Richard Villegas. Beverly Bryan is still gorgeous and incredible and ethereal. And we will see you guys next time. Bye! the water and the wine I see you change it back to water too I sit at your table every night I try but I just don't get high with you I wish there was a treaty we could sign Who takes this bloody hill I'm angry and I'm tired All the time I wish there was a treaty I wish there was a treaty Between your love and mine All they're dancing in the street It's jubilee we sold ourselves for love, but now we're free I'm so sorry for that ghost I made you be Only one of us was real And that was me I haven't said a word since you've been gone say as well I just can't believe the static coming on You are my ground my safe and sound You were my aerial 
the fields are crying out its jubilee We sold ourselves for love but now we're free I'm so sorry for that ghost I made you be Only one of us was real Scales to find the snake within But born again is born without a skin The poison enters into everything And I wish there was a treaty we could sign And do not care who takes this bloody hill I'm angry and I'm tired all the time I wish there was a treaty I wish there was a treaty between your love and mine 